inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for joining today. Practice makes the master. You might have heard about this. But what if you practice and practice and practice again, but nobody tells you if you are really going in the right direction? That's why we need someone to give us feedback. And great feedback is not easy to, be, to give at all. That's what we're going to discuss today with our special guest. He is Boris Christov. He is a speaker, training, and author from Bulgaria. He is co-founder and the operations head of 356 Labs. Boris was rated numerous times as a top speaker at events across more than 20 countries and has delivered an insane number of trainings, workshops, seminars, webinars, you name it. His only mission is to help you achieve more with your presentations and make you part of that 1% one, uh, 1% of presenters who make the difference. Hello, Boris. Hello, Oscar, and thank you for inviting me and thank you for the incredible, incredible intro. Oh, thank you very much. You really feel very welcome to the show. I'm thank really you. happy to have, uh, well, for the first time, someone from Bulgaria. So it's, uh, it's unique in that sense. Very welcome. Yep. And please tell us a little bit more about yourself and especially your story or how you end up being a public speaker. So, so the story about how I got to be a public speaker is quite an interesting one, by the way, because when I was at the university, I somehow thought that if I want to achieve what I wanted to achieve in my career, I needed to become a good speaker. However, at the university back then, there was no course on presentation skills mm -hmm. or presentation design or what have you. And so for me, the only way to enroll in such course, because I was just a student, I was not able to pay a lot of money for a course, was to somehow organize a course inside the university to find a trainer who can lead that course. And for me to enroll in that same course that I actually organized. And so this is exactly what I did. This is where my public speaking career started. I organized a course for myself. And I enrolled in it. And from there, things got a bit crazy. I tried and I pushed a lot to speak and present in almost every single place where I could because I wanted to learn. I, I got quite interested in this. I got started to get into the details. And in general, I tried to present as much as possible. And yeah, more or less, that's the, that's the, that's the beginning of the journey. Then I became an IT guy, started to speak in a lot of places. However, however, back then and still today, I do a lot of, a lot of, as you said, a lot of trainings on presentation skills, storytelling, presentation design, train the trainer trainings. And I just try to try to share my knowledge and everything that I learned in, and in speaking in all of those countries and just try to give it away to the people who are just coming in to this new world. Oh, fantastic. What a, what a very unique way to start into this. You 
created your own course because there was no course at university. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's really, really interesting. You already, yeah. you already, <laughs> you already mentioned these train the trainer events. Mm. Please tell us first what is this? What are these train the so, trainer events? Yeah, so the train the trainer events. These are more or less. They are not. We should not name them events, we should probably name them courses mm. because the events are more or less every single time when you go on an event, it's a one or a two day event or something like this. The train the trainer courses are more or less a bit longer. They are just courses in which people who want to become someone and who want to become trainers by themselves enroll. Now, these are a bit different courses because they don't cover, or at least in my opinion, we don't cover just presentation skills, presentation design, and how to create and structure your presentation. We also cover things that every single trainer needs to know. Because if you have delivered courses, and I believe you probably have delivered courses yes. in your in your current work or what have you, you know that there are a lot of other things, for example, the logistics of the event. Mm. Where are you going to deliver that course? How are you going to organize it? You are also the leader of that course. You have 10 or 15 or more people that you are going to be teaching for, let's say, two days or three or five days. And so you you are playing a vital role in the overall experience and the overall success of this event. And so there are a lot of other things together with the presentation skills and presentation design and what have you that you need to know and that you need to comply with and that you need as a trainer to guarantee. And so these are the train the trainer courses. Mm -hmm. Okay, very educational focus and long, uh, long format, as you said, it can be like a full day sometimes, right? Oh no, the train the trainer courses yes. could take could take a lot more. It Even really more. depends on mm. the business. Yeah, it really depends on the business and on their needs and how much time they are willing to give away, let's call it their employees. Yeah, because yes. some <laughs> businesses say we can we can allow them to participate just four hours per mm. week, let's say. And so if we adapt based on the we adapt based on the business needs because we cannot change them. And we try to do the the most optimal way of training the people that are going to become the next trainers. Mm -hmm. yep. Exactly. And now understand if you do this training that happens, for instance, a few hours this week and then the following weeks you continue. Understand yes. there is a lot of time for what we're going to discuss now, that is the feedback, right? You have you you might start delivering some material. And then ask for their participation, and at some point you will give feedback. Could you tell us how do you give feedback in these trainings? For me, the first of all, the train the train the trainer trainings. For example, wow, how does that sound? Train the trainer trainings. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for me, the feedback in those type of courses is probably one of the two most crucial things the first one is for the people to actually part to for the future trainers to actually practice their presentations meaning to stand up and speak and deliver their presentation as, as they are going to deliver it in front of the audience and the second most crucial part is for me or for the group of people who are inside that room to give feedback 
Feedback is the most crucial thing ever, especially when you are beginning, because this is what is going to build you from there on. And this is the thing that you have to be asking for constantly. Even if you are an experienced speaker, I believe, and my opinion is that you always have to ask for the feedback, especially, and now that's the interesting part, especially for the negative one. Because for me, if I, if someone wants to become a great speaker, he needs to be constantly improving. And in order for him or her to constantly improve, he or she needs to know what they got wrong, right? Mm -hmm. This is the only way you are going to improve. And so this is the way we provide feedback. We provide feedback in our courses. First of all, I provide my feedback and I provide my honest feedback. Absolutely honest. I don't skip anything. I I provide the (laughs) positive things and what the person did well, but I also provide him the negative stuff. I also tell him what he got wrong and what he can improve. And then every single other person in that group, because most of the part, most of the times the train the trainer courses are at least five or six people. Every single person does that too. And so you get, you get a lot of feedback from a lot of different people and you can consume it and you can think of how you can improve the next time. This is the way how we provide feedback in the courses. Mm-hmm. So you definitely agree with the importance of feedback already on your on your training. You are you are showing that, and as, that's every true. Single mm, every single time you say, and yes, I agree what you say that even you already experienced, you have a good level, you can always improve, and you always have some uh, some weaknesses, some mannerisms, something that you can still improve, and that's important to always get more and more feedback. Absolutely. It's an unending game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is the type of feedback that that really helps? The real one. <laughs> the real one. The real... The honest. I mean, yeah, the real honest feedback. When we start, just to give you an example, when we mm-hmm. begin a train-a-trainer course, every single time, one of the first things that I just point out as an important thing to the students is that we are going to be practicing a lot and we have to understand and we have to agree on one thing every single one of you that's what i what that's what i'm telling them every single one of you will be receiving the feedback and the opinion of everyone else in this room this feedback sometimes may be quite good but probably if you are in this course sometimes may be not that good. And if you are not willing to accept that feedback, I believe that your place is not here right now. And this is the way how we start the courses. We agree that what's about to happen will not be only a pleasant experience because let's be honest, no one is, no one feels great when someone tells them that you have this and that problem right? No one feels that great. However, this is the, again, this is the really, really crucial part of such courses. Is there still, yeah, you're telling me that the feedback, um, either positive or negative is, um, is, uh, the, is the one that really makes a difference is, uh, is, is effective. 
But yep. is there still any type of feedback that that hard that really it's it's uh, it's pointless at some point? What do you think? I I would say yes, and I'll give you an example. I would say mm -hmm. yes. However, I would not take an example from the courses. I'll take an example from me when I spoke at an event mm -hmm. recently, last mm -hmm. year, I believe. So I did a session which was later on the top-rated session at the event. This is the biggest Microsoft conference here in Bulgaria. And after the session, I went and saw a colleague of mine who is also a trainer. And I, I just asked him, what do you think? What do you think I can improve? What do you think about the overall mm -hmm. session? How did I... Was it good? Where did I did uh, where did I do mistakes? Tell me just your honest opinion. And he told me some interesting things. Some of them were quite right. If I think about it, he was right. And he had a point. There were some little things that it was going to be great if I didn't make during the session. However, there is one thing that he told me that I was not I'm still today, I'm not willing to agree on, and I will explain what mm -hmm. I mean by this. He told me that during my session, which was in Bulgarian, obviously here, mm -hmm. I used a bit of English words to describe a technology that I'm go I was showing. And I told him, and he was not, he was not okay with this. He was asking me to translate somehow the English definitions, the English terminology to Bulgarian. And so I told him that I don't agree with that because, and I'm okay that one person is disappointed. Okay, if that's just one person, then fine. However, I don't agree with that because, and that's probably more important for your re uh, listeners, because mm -hmm. when you speak, when you become a presenter, when you become a trainer, speaker, what have you, you will have your own style. And I believe, for example, for me, Part of the things that I say sometimes, part of the ways I say st some things are part of my style. And so I don't want to change them. I just feel for myself that these are the right things to say. And this is the proper way for me to say them. And so this is probably part of the feedback that every single person should be thinking about. Is this something that I need to change immediately? Is it something that's really crucial or is this something that someone thinks that it's not that is, is not that it's a problem, but it's a problem for him only. And probably is part of your style, part of the way you talk, part of the way you live, part of the way you see things and you see the world. And so I, I always question every single feedback that I receive, but of course there are things and there are important parts, which, which you don't you really want to consider every single time. Mm -hmm. For example, if someone tells you that you, obviously your session was not on the level of the audience, this is, this is important. You have to think about this. Now, if someone tells you that you are using two or three English words during the session and your session is, is Finnish, in, in Finnish, then, then you probably want to think about this. Should I fix this or should I stay in the way I do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think in this case, what you're saying, the use of English um, words or just maybe another combination of foreign words in another language can be also English. That this is, as you say, this is part of your style and that's a decision you had made already. Unless, Absolutely. Unless you do it very, 
unconsciously, like with some some fillers, fillers from another um, from another language. If it's something that you don't notice, unconscious, of course that that fit that make makes sense. Otherwise, it's a decision you already you already made. But as you said, um, there are feedback that you you receive, and you can disagree. Of course, you you might disagree with some of the feedback, but it's important that you also compare with others what what the others would say. Okay, if you hear this comment about this person, okay, maybe he's right, maybe not. Ask someone else. And most importantly, what is the real reaction of the audience? Did they understand your English words or did, did yes. were they uh, uncomfortable? Yeah, because the audience is what really what really mattered. Yeah, or simply said, was it efficient? I mean, did they was it okay for them? Did they understand the material? Mm-hmm. Was it efficient? Yeah, if exactly. it was not then you have a problem as a speaker. If it mm-hmm. was, then you are fine. Mm-hmm. Because in this case, if this person, your colleague, told you, okay, I noticed that when you use these words, the people were, your audience, were confused, then it's, it's valid, of course. Maybe yeah. he told you something that you didn't notice, and he can, because the, the ultimate goal is to make your message really going across to the audience. Absolutely. Cannot agree with you more. Absolutely. Oh, sometimes you get feedback on on this uh, feedback form when you are not training but just giving a talk. Do you could you give us some experience about that? About the feedback about Feed, the feedback forms? The, yeah, the feedback form. Do you usually distribute them? So it really de- it's here this one is a bit more simple. It really mm-hmm. depends on where I speak. If it's one of the trainings or workshops that we do, Yes, we distribute feedback. Uh, we distribute those forms by ourselves. If, however, I'm speaking at an event or a conference, I'm always asking the organizers whether or not they would take care of this part. And if they do, let them send it to me. Because if, if I'm not in charge of the event, I cannot probably do what I, <laughs> what I prefer. And so I always communicate this with the organizers. However, when it's our events, we distribute and we make sure that our the people who enrolled have these feedback forms and give us the their honest their honest mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a good practice. So from time to time, get the the feedback form from the audience. Absolutely. Just just one point here, probably sure. because I don't know if you have seen, but as you said, there are a lot of conferences and events where you only have these evaluation forms and i don't know how you feel about those things but it's 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 really okay it's fine to see whether or not you are a five star or a three star on your presentation mm-hmm. skills or and a three star or five star on your material however i don't know how you feel about this but i feel that this is not the most important thing how can i how can i change what do I need to change when someone tells me that I'm I'm three star on my material? What do I need to do exactly? Tell me what I what do I need to do exactly? I know that I'm a three star. And so I always ask the organizers of those events how are they how are they rating the sessions and the speakers because those evaluation forms especially from the speaker side 
are not that not that useful sometimes. They give you some info, they give you some insight, but they could be a lot more better if you have like one text box in which you can fill in a proper sentence or two and send them to the speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's just these feedback forms, the ones in the audience that can really take the time to fill, fill it in. It's, a, it's just a reference. It's yep. not... Boris, if you could now, after this discussion, summarize yeah. what is the best way to give effective a feedback for a speaker or a presenter, how would you summarize this? I would summarize it again by saying, be honest with the speaker, tell him everything, and if possible, talk with him in person. That's, that's probably how I would summarize it. Mm-hmm. Be honest, if possible, tell it um, in, in person. person. In person. Mm-hmm. Another topic I would like to discuss with you, because as you mentioned, you, um, you work for, for Microsoft. Do you work nowadays? You were working for Microsoft. I I did a lot of work for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, just to to mention that you are in the of course the, the technical arena. So yeah, still in the technical arena till the end of the month, and then I'm taking over completely on 356 Labs. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah, because, yeah, because the company is now growing, getting traction, and yeah. Excellent. Could you now tell us? What are the most recent ways to both give feedback and receive feedback? And which one you think that are good? I would go I would go in a really different direction here. Mm-hmm. Stay with me though. Probably you won't expect it, but here it is. So together with all the things that we already said for giving feedback in person or you can probably send it via email or some other form or shape. I would recommend you, I would recommend to you or, and of course to your listeners to go and give a try to one of those new platforms which are emerging nowadays. One of them is called Zetings. Z, Z, E, E, T, I, N, G, S. Zetings. Mm-hmm. This platform is quite an interesting one because it allows people in your presentation who are part of your presentation, meaning part of your audience, to comment and discuss from their mobile device. So they can be inside the room Mm -hmm. or they can be traveling somewhere and they can comment and discuss under each and every slide of yours. What's more, they can also like slides, meaning they can, like in Instagram, they can double click on a slide saying that they like this slide and they like what they're seeing. And then you as the speaker can take this information, can take this data and analyze it. And so you have this new level, new layer of both getting and receiving feedback live from your audience that was not possible before. How do you, can you do that? How can you do that before? How can you say, mm-hmm. do you like this slide? Do you like that slide? What do you, what do you guys think about this slide? This was not possible. And it, it's, of course, it's possible. It doesn't make sense to do during a live presentation. Nowadays, technology is helping us do that quite, 
quite easily and of course quite efficiently. And so I would definitely recommend you and your listeners to double check this thing that's called Ziddings because it's a really important thing and it's a really, really interesting piece of software. Okay, thank you very much. I never heard about that, but uh, sounds sounds really give it a try. Please exactly give it a try. War to try. <laughs> yeah, please give it a try. Mm-hmm. Boris, now could you share with us what is your favorite quotation? Yeah, that's that would be a really short one. My favorite one is "Don't talk, execute." This is I don't know. I will be honest. I don't know who told that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who is the originator of this? But it's definitely one of my favorite quotes because it's it just applies to every single thing in, in our life and in our work and in business in general, in every single thing. Don't just talk, execute. Because many people can say, many people talk, and many people think that they know things mm-hmm. and they have opinions, but they never execute on them. And yeah, I don't know why this quote is... So, like, when I heard it for the first time, got so, so part of me, but it really did. Mm-hmm. The importance of action. Yes. Let's call it this way. The importance of action. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Now, could you um, recommend us one book that has been, for you, particularly inspiring or influential? Easily. You should go, every single one of your listeners, if they haven't bought it already, mm-hmm. they should go and buy Gar Reynolds' Presentation Zen Design book. This is the name of the, the book. This one, hands down. I mean, hands down. This one is one of the best books on presentation design. And I believe that if you read that one, and if your listeners read that one, if, if they still haven't, this, would, this book will completely change the way how they approach presentation design, presentations in general, and how they design their slides completely. Yeah, it's a, that's an excellent book, definitely. And I think yes. it goes beyond uh, presentation. No? It goes also about uh, storytelling. Some it's quite yeah. Mm-hmm. Gar has four books, but the presentations and design is more or less more or less design only. Okay, focus on design. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, could you share with us? An exercise, something practical that you recommend doing it daily or weekly as a routine to shine. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a good one. Now, <laughs> for me, for me, I, I would say learn every day. I mean, learn new things every day, every single one. I mean, every single one. Then once you learn that, that thing, go try it. Go see whether or not it works. And if it works, my suggestion and the way I approach life and my every single thing that I do, if that thing that you learned after you tried it works, go share it with the people around you and make them better. This is what I will do. So learn every day and whatever really has worked for you, you share it. Share it with the people around you, make them better in, in some way shorten their path to success yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a bit like mentoring what you have learned so that, yes oh yeah yeah very ex- excellent piece of advice well thank you very much boris for giving all this sharing all your experience about your trained trainer and all 
the other talks on events and especially about feedback. No, that's so important. Yeah. You said practice makes the master, but you need to get a feedback. Even if you are almost a master, you still always. Yeah. <laughs> always. I don't know. I don't know people who say they know everything in presenting. If there are people who think they do, they got something wrong. Yeah, they are wrong. <laughs> they are wrong. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Boris, could you finally tell us how can we learn more about you? So the easiest way, I believe, I have my personal blog, which is on borischristof.com. Or even easier, just go on the 356labs.com site and just go to the contact page and reach me there. Okay. Excellent, Boris. Thanks a lot. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you very much, Oscar, again for inviting me. And by the way, good luck with your book too. Oh, true. Thank, thank you. Very yeah, soon. Already looking forward to it. <laughs> very <laughs> soon launching my crowdfunding campaign for my book, Create and Deliver a Killer Product Demo. Thanks a lot. And yeah. we keep in touch. Have a nice day. Thank you. And again, good luck with your book. By the way, this is a re it really is a book that I believe the market needs. Definitely. So good luck with this one, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time...